five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. So this was a really, really interesting article that you probably won't run across likely. Unsubstantiated claims about sustainability cost the paper, print, and mailing industries 22 million pounds a year in the UK. And it's probably 100 million at least in the United States. A hundred million. And what are we talking about? You know, I was talking about the greenwash uh, that somebody was turning air pollution into, into printer ink, like that's going to somehow change the world. And, you know, there there is really no consensus on, uh, on CO2, but I can tell you what, it costs a lot of energy and has a, there's a lot of pollution in our electronic devices that are only good for you know, two years or something because they won't even put a changeable battery. And the batteries are horrendous for the environment, right? Whereas paper, fully recyclable, right? Made from sustainable forests that, you know, I know it limited the biodiversity when we were always planting just the same tree, but now we know better. Now we're planting diverse forests and encouraging wildlife. Some of the best hunting in the country is in the, is in the paper company-owned forests. Yeah, because they manage it for that, right? We got smarter, okay? But the greenwashing is pervasive. Uh, people talk about go digital, and it's often accompanied by a message attempting to justify these cost-saving initiatives with appeals such as go green, go paperless, choose e-billing, and save the trees. You know, the trees are important, and the young trees that we plant and harvest and plant and harvest. That's a way to get CO2 out of the air. Now, there's a whole other question of whether CO2 should be taken out of the air. And uh, Google today announced, apparently, or yesterday announced, that they weren't going to have any part of anybody who says that mankind isn't the total effort, uh, the total cause of global warming. Okay, well, just FYI, if you take all the energy that mankind uses in a year how long do you think the sun takes to put that onto the earth two minutes two minutes of sunshine hitting the earth is equivalent to all human activity in energy for a year so tell me that we're the culprits i'm not denying climate change i'm not denying that humans play a part especially uh university of alabama huntsville said 50% of the temperature measurement change is caused by heat islands. They measure in the cities, and the nights stay warmer. What a surprise. I knew that from being a kid. I was lived out in the country. We'd go into the city, and it'd be warmer at night. Yeah, because the concrete. So, yeah, there's global war- there's warming. And, it, and if you turn off all the rural temperature thermometers, and you change the way we measure by putting the thermometers next to buildings because now they have to be electronic so they auto read and so now they're next to concrete instead of out in a field like they were when i was a kid oh yeah you'll get lots of human caused global warming in fact it's about the biggest propaganda scam and in the history i'm not a denier of it i believe it i just told you how humans cause global warming 
Well, it's not global warming. It's warming. Climate change? Well, it's weather change. It's something. It's temperature change. Anyway, so this organization called Two Sides, we need somebody like this in, in the United States. Could anybody think of somebody who could defend mail and paper? Maybe we should fund the WDMA. Why don't you join it? Go down at WDMA.org today and get on the webinar. And if you think I'm completely crazy, that's fine. Come and talk. We have great meetings. They're a lot of fun. They're on Thursday afternoon when you don't really want to work that hard anyway. And uh, Mary England from Amazon Graphics says they're a gold mine. She says they're so good she doesn't even want to talk to anybody and tell them about it. But I'm telling you about it. That's my job. So Two Sides has successfully challenged over 750 global organizations, primarily service providers like banks, utilities, and telecoms. And, I mean, amazing, uh, because people don't believe this greenwashing stuff anyway. But, you know, the banks will force you to do, to do e-billing and e-transactions. Uh, e 40% don't want to be forced to switch to digital bills and statements. 38% disbelieve environmental messaging altogether. And every now and then, <clears throat> you know, we have to pick up our our statement and we have to say hey look this is real you printed this you know and oh uh, sorry my computer got trashed and I don't have any of my emails from history and so I can't prove anything except but I have paper and I have filing cabinets <laughs> anyway healthy market for forest products such as paper and paper packaging encourages the long-term growth of forests through sustainable forest management and the encouragement of biodiversity. Forests play a critical role in mitigating CO2, although it all cycles around. It's not putting any CO2 into the air that wasn't there at one point. <laughs> European forests have actually been growing by the equivalent of 15 football pitches every day. I don't know what a football pitch is, but I'm guessing it's a field. Because if it were a throw, it might be a throw. That would be that would be cricket. Cricket fields are really big. That would be a big, big growth in forests. Anyway, let's go on. Walmart is delivering Home Depot goods, and that's like a win-win. Walmart announced in August that they were going to be doing delivery. Now, what's cool about that is that Walmarts have big parking lots sometimes underground in urban areas, but they already have the parking infrastructure. Why does that matter? Because people come and pick up the packages and take them where they go. That's how Amazon does it, right? They hire lots of little kind of contractors with cars. And one of the challenges for, for Amazon has been that their main warehouses are out in the country. And as they move closer to the city, they need more parking. And it's a challenge in cities. Walmart already has it. Walmart already has lots of merchandise handling. So this is cool stuff. And I, ha I have to tell you, you know, Walmart, I know a guy who was working at, with Sears back when Walmart was just a little convenience store, basically, in, in Arkansas. And they just laughed about Walmart because Walmart was just out in little small towns, you know, like Dollar General is now. Anyway, oh, here was an interesting one. Annoying techniques by direct mail advertisers. I bet you wouldn't find this article if you were anywhere else. Two tricks by direct mail advertisers that I don't like. One is leaving the outside envelope essentially blank and with no clue who it's from. We get greeting cards like that sometimes. 
No clue who it's from. And the other is stern-sounding pronouncements that are trying to make the mailing appear official, like official business to be opened only by the addressee. I always like when they quote like postal regulations, and they put according to government regulation 42.775A, this letter is only to be opened by the recipient or something like that. There's some good stuff, you know. And uh, so he says that, this is from David Welch, he says that if I, they must think if I can trick them into opening it, they'll buy my product or donate to my cause. Yeah, that's kind of what we're thinking. <laughs> we're kind of thinking it's going to stand out from the clutter. Have you ever clicked on something, you know, this is what they look like. Imagine what they look like now. Or you can't, you won't believe what they look like today. <laughs> and then you go through 40 slides or 140 slides with ads and ads and ads and ads. And you never do get to see, you know, uh, what was her name? Valerie Bertinelli? <laughs> or somebody like that. That was one of them I remember not getting to see. And so it's not like digital doesn't have clickbait. <laughs> it's like rampant. But. An advantage in direct mail is that not only can we trick you, but we can test the benefit of tricking you, and we can find out if it's better to put a blank envelope or it's better to put a government official envelope. But as we pointed out last week, when it comes to especially political mail, you want authenticity. You know, and half the time the political mail doesn't even tell what party they're at. It's only trying to get name recognition. So when you go to the polls in a fog, you will you will remember that name and, and, and vote for it. Okay, but anyway, authenticity does matter. And so not only can we in mail tell the difference in how much impact these tricks have, but we can also look back and say, who came in, who became a customer or a, a donor because of these tricks? And we can look at their long-term trend and see if the tricks have a longer lifetime value, a better lifetime value, or not. The truth is, most of us don't know what we want. I don't. Maybe you do. And that was the, the lie about all this AI predicting what you'll, what you'll want. We can predict what you want. We can personalize what you're going to want tomorrow. No, you can't, because I can't. <laughs> if I can't, knowing all I know about me, then you can't. So just shut up. But there's so much baloney in marketing you just can't believe it anyway so uh <laughs> oops i got off on that hobby horse okay so we can ch track the lifetime value and we can see whether whether getting the envelope opened is as important as having authentic communication and sometimes it isn't i remember in business to business you know, there was this theory that if you spent a lot for a lead, so if you bought an ad in the Wall Street Journal and the and the leads cost you, cost you $200 a piece, they were way, way better than the leads that cost us $2 a piece from the card decks. And what we found was they were about the same. We were, we were only going to get about one in 10 of the leads. One in 10 was going to turn into a viable prospect. Okay, and we did that with, with very meticulously matched uh lead qualification so we would call up all the leads and we would see if they were any good or not well would you rather ha have a prospect that cost you twenty dollars that's two times ten okay because we had to throw nine away okay twenty dollars or two thousand dollars 
right? That's 200 times 10. Okay, take your pick. And we decided that the card decks, even though they were less targeted, were much more effective long term because the buyers didn't really know. But sometimes we would get to a good buyer who was just curious about it. And the less expensively we could do it, the better, and the conversion rates evened out over time. So sometimes it's worth getting that envelope opened. Okay? And here's some tricks on how to get your envelope open. This is from uh, this is from LinkedIn, somebody in LinkedIn, Pulse. Okay, and the author says, in my opinion, direct mail is one of the most underappreciated marketing tools at a speaker's disposal. I've never seen one advocating for a speaker, but a consultant or any kind of, you know, sort of solo professional, this article would apply to. Talks about the uh, the average response rates, which really don't matter because, again, it depends on how much cost differential, right? If it costs you for a for a four-time or a ten-time increase in response, but if it costs you 50 times the cost, well, then it's not worth it. you got to keep all of that in mind, okay? But if you're not incorporating some aspect of direct mail, then you're missing a trick, and this is for people trying to get speeches. So you can send a postcard. They can be flashy and colorful. Lumpy mail is better. This is really a good progression in, in your thinking. Lumpy mail, you can put something in that relates to your business. I used to put these little plastic puzzles and say, we, we solve puzzles. We solve your business puzzles or something like that. Okay, but here's one that I hadn't thought of. Draw cartoons or portraits of your prospects. Hire somebody to do that. Hire a freelancer and frame them up to add to their desk art collection. I have a... There's one up on my wall or someplace. Somebody just sent it to me. I mean a friend, but he was just practicing and he used my head. Let's see if I can see it in here. I can't really see it. It's up there somewhere. <laughs> Let's see. I think it's up way over here. This is where it is. It's right there, but I can't see it. Anyway, but with LinkedIn and people have their picture up, you could actually have it done. It would make a lot of sense. It would be really an interesting, an interesting effort. Uh, that you could do for not much expense. Or a box of swag. And we used to print up Miglosh marketing stuff. We haven't got any WDMA stuff. Maybe we should. You know, comment. Okay, a connect kit. Yeah, everybody wants your book and all the... <laughs> I've done it. I've done all this stuff. Print off your most popular resources. Right. I don't know if anybody wants to hear about mail. Anyway, this one I liked especially. iPad giveaway. Send your prospect an empty iPad box with a note that says, I know your time is valuable, but if you'd be willing to come and have a conversation with me about why I should be speaking at your next event, I'll hand over the iPad that was in the box. You got to be a little careful with that. Like, I'd like to speak at some of the postal functions. I think that, I don't think there's anybody else more committed to direct mail than me in the world. But uh, if you did this to a postal official, you'd probably get sent to prison. <laughs> So be careful a little bit. You know, a lot of companies have rules about only accepting things for $25 or, or less. So that one, this one is a great idea. It's just, you know, if they're sole proprietors, they run a big association, they might be able to get away with it. And here he talks about how you can cost justify it. Back in the day, uh, I argued that Blue Cross Blue Shield should send videotapes of uh, of a video about the distinctives of working with brokers, insurance brokers. Big, big companies would hire 
would hire insurance brokers, like an insurance agent, but they'd work on huge health insurance uh, company uh, projects. You know, a company with 5,000 employees makes a big is a big deal. It's worth millions to the insurer. And so I said, why don't you just put the put a videotape in the VCR if you know what a VCR is. It's a thing. It's a way we used to look at videos. <clears throat> then we got DVD players, and now we have uh, now we have nothing. <laughs> Now it just streams in the air. But uh, I said, and in those days, the VCR packages were four or $500. Uh, so I said, and just tell them you can keep the, if you watch it, you can keep the video. I like this one better. But the idea is, is that, you know, if the buyer is worth it, and this is, was the origins of true CRM. We started analyzing what a buyer was worth from the previous year. Rather than trying to manipulate the value, just look at the value. Say, here's what this person was worth, this decision maker or this account. What can we do for them to get closer to a 10% advertising budget based on the based on their value? Because if you if you're not if you're not taking care of your good customers, then someone else will. And too often you worry about how much you're spending on all the customers across the board and and what you don't realize is that 50% of your customers are worthless, basically, are break-even or worse in terms of ROI. So why spend anything? You've got to be very, very careful on that, on that side of the equation. But on the top side, there's almost nothing that you can do that's excessive. Fly them in, do, fly them to a, to, a, to a resort or something and talk to them about your business. Anyway, this article gets at that, that concept very, very well. I really, really like it. So I'll be reaching out to the author uh, if I can figure out who they are. Are they on here someplace? I think they're on here someplace. Down. Oops. Uh, I'll, I'll track it down. Anyway, like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. I know I went a little long, but I had a lot of good stuff. I have so much more good stuff. I have more good stuff than I can possibly get to. The style consultant says, yeah, just take the good stuff. But it's all good. Oh, and go over to WDMA and register, and we can have a talk, you and me and the rest of the the rest of the people coming. We've got a few people signed up that are pretty great. Have a great day. Bye-bye.